And welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephalid Podcast, part of the MeBR Podcast Network. The only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. He's right. I'm He's totally right. right. I'm totally right. I am your host, Nintendo, and with me as always are my possibly future game developers, Boss Rush Mode. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Parasite Steve? No! That is the correct answer. Ah. And Ape Dogmare. Creole Lady Marmalade. Yeah. Duh. 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 <laughs> so, in this episode, uh, I, I kind of like want to like talk about uh, properties that should have had video games. Like cartoons, movies, live action TV shows, whatever. And we, we like property games. Like, we love... The X Men arcade game and like Ninja Monopoly, Turtles. right? Like property games, property sure, games, yes. right? Not, not Monopoly. Like I want like City. There's property or games that I would own as right. property. Oh right. yeah, like that. Right. I, mean, like, I liked rentals too. Those were also fun. The, yes. they were fun because I like owned them for two days and then I beat them and I gave them back. But you didn't right. even really own them though. You had possession of them. You're right. Though I had custody. Is, though possession is nine tenths of the law. See. So, but you didn't completely. Well, you know what. We're, we're mincing words. We're doing that thing where we have, like... Derailment? Yeah. I'm making hand gestures y'all can't see. Right, exactly. Y'all... Forget you, friend. Splitting hairs. <laughs> With a Z. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we like property games. No, we love... Yeah, licensed games are licensed cool. Licensed games, property games, whatever, and... You know, Sometimes. Like, we love, when they're done well. When they're done well. Like, when no, they're done well, they can be awesome. Like, like the Adams Family or like Ninja I, Turtles. Ninja Turtles, The Simpsons arcade game. Like that so game Super had great. no business being a beat em up game. I it's know. an amazing, awesome game. It worked game. so well. I know. Yeah, it's such and a I great game. Simpsons Hit and Run was a pretty fun game, too, from what I've heard. Yeah, it's like well, a yeah, crazy taxi taxi I've never deal. actually played it, but. I haven't yeah. either, but I heard it was really fun. Yeah. Right. You know, in games like uh, Alien vs. Predator, that. The arcade, oh, especially the yeah, arcade Marines. by Capcom. Oh, oh yeah. man, not Colonial Amazing. Marines. Not Colonial Burn. Marines. God damn so it! So good. And they have like the Star Wars games and, and all Batman. that stuff. And Batman, yes. Superman, Spooderman. It's those. just so fun because like if it's done well and it does justice to the property that you already love, you're already invested. A property it's not like you, you're playing Street Fighter Two for the first time. You don't know any of these guys. It's like no, I'm right. I'm playing Captain America and the Avengers, so I'm gonna I be know Iron these guys. Man, yeah. and then I'm gonna be Vision and Hawkeye and Captain America last. And a right. sorry, we Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> and a property we mentioned in a in a re- recent episode, Godzilla. Yes. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's that's the perfect. Yeah, like who did, who hasn't always wanted to be Godzilla? So it's like right? it's, it's just a power fantasy, but it's also of, for something you love already. Yeah, so it's this, great. this already existing investment that you have. Right, so it's much fun. fun. Get yeah. to play around in that sandbox a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so my. My, did you want to say something? Oh yeah, so so we've all just kind of been thinking about what our favorite property was that never received the game. So yes. so that way we can just kind of like have a fantasy what if scenario of like okay, let's pick whatever developer, whatever platform, and base it on you know whatever kind of things that uh, you know were games that we really enjoyed and 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 basically fulfill our our child dreams of, exactly of some yes. kind of property game yeah. that never came to existence and really we all 
feel like we have kind of good ideas for it. So, like, what the fuck, man? Why, why the hell not? You know? yeah, like, so, why didn't anybody so else So bear in this? mind, as you listen to this episode, all of the video games we will be talking about on this episode of Retro Redoctopus do not do exist. not exist. So At you will not be able to find Warning. them anywhere. These At games all. do not and will not exist. This is all hypothetical yes. bullshit creativity right. for the fun of it. But if you have the skills, then by all means, go for it. And please do. Seriously, make my game. Yes. Please make, make mine first. Make my game, <laughs> please. Right. Well, if they're gonna make yours first, why don't you tell us what it's about, Nintendo? Oh yeah. Well, then. let's hear What'd about you it. So, Wait, let's interrupt picked, Joe a little bit more. I picked. I picked. Okay. I picked. Your nose. Well, your my, butt. I, my butt. Oh, I my butt. you yeah. can do that. Joe's butt. The that. game. Yes. Coming this Glorious. summer. Nintendo butt game stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure does. You're an asshole. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Fuck jerk. you. Eat shit, jerk. Eat shit. What you got, Nintendo? Any hoots. I pick one of my favorite animes of all time, Ronin Warriors, here in the U.S. Yes. No, 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 no! Right. Also known what? as Samurai Troopers. Yeah, Legendary Armor Samurai Troopers. Not in, VR in Troopers. Japan. Not VR Troopers, yeah. Definitely not that. Hell no. Hell no. So, uh, Ronin Warriors is based in in a dystopian future where uh, this overlord called Tulpa, who is really stupid looking, by the way. Oh, I uh, always thought he was cool. Really? I... Uh, it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> my, my opinion's right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> He's got, he keeps all his swords in his back. That Tulpa. That's, that, that is pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah, it's like that, a that, turtle. Cool. Mm, right. He keeps all his stuff back there. Right. So... Tulpa. He's like a knife cushion. Right. Oh, yeah. No, right. he's like, he's he's got like a big sewing He's got like a peacock tail uh, like coming out of his back of just swords. Just swords. It's like oh. the Iron Throne. His he's special a, ability is the Omni Slash. Everywhere he goes. Yeah, Omni Slash. We're going to need a bigger all the sword. Swords. So continue. So Tulpa. Tulpa. So Tulpa uh, kind of like kidnaps most of humanity. And there's only uh, a few people who escaped uh, his little... Uh, his craze Invasion. of like you know kidnapping people. He's like and, a uh, demon overlord from another dimension. Yeah, I feel like it should be mentioned. Yeah, that, that's true. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's red in the face because he drinks too much. Right. So shenanigans know no bounds. There was this uh, the t- two of the civilians who escaped was this little boy. I forget his name. Crap. Uh, we'll call him Crap. Sure. He was, he was like the you, most. You, un- I think was, your name was. Oh, I can't remember. Balagna. I just remember he was freaking obnoxious. Yeah, and his voice was annoying because, of course, it's a it's a it's woman a, it's a, doing a little boy voice, so it's what, like, oh, the worst. Right, oh, right. Right. It, it's I like, love you. Oh, right. 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 Can't remember her, her name. Her either. name was Mia. Mia. Yes, that that sounds right. That's Miss Mia to you. And uh, you Mama know? Mia. Here I go again. And then you have the the five. Also, you you have the five main characters: Ryo, Sai, Kento, Rowan, and Sage. I don't know if they escaped. Yeah, I don't or, think they it's, said it's, it's where the they, hell they came from. They just showed up because they saw these two other people. They came from Datopian future, not dystopian. <laughs> not dystopian. Datopian Datopian future. Oh right. my god, you're so right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. So they they start fighting the, these uh, Topas minions, and they get their asses kicked. And then each one got sent off to some uh, dimension or something. And then they just 
Yeah, they were like, like random. Like each each one was unique to their armor that they would get. Right. It was like <clears> some <throat> kind of test for them or something. Yeah. Uh, it was really weird. And then Ryo, Ryo had to go around and save them, right? That's Ryo. how it happened. Yes, yeah. It started with him because he got his armor. He's the, yeah, he's the red one. He's like he's the, the red leader. one. He's like, yeah, he's the leader and he's like the worst character. <laughs> he was, so, kinda he like was with, annoying. Kind of like with Goku. Yeah, it's like, um, he's just a stupid character. Shut up, Goku's amazing. He's a, <laughs> Goku is a terrible person. You fucking kidding me? Have you seen how fast he eats rice? I, I was gonna say Lionel. <laughs> yeah, Lionel. Yeah, Lionel's pretty terrible too. <laughs> Goku is the heart and soul of that show. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck. That. Hold your tongue. Fuck that noise. Yeah, okay, now what? <laughs> now what? I'm holding my tongue. Chichi, how okay, so Ryo. Right so Ryo. So Ryo has the armor of wildfire, and then I don't know who he saves next. But I'll just name off all the armors that they get. Do it. Uh, Sai has the armor of Torrent. Do it. Kento, the armor of Hard Rock. Yes. Rowan of the Strata mm. and Sage of the Halo, which is not an is, element. It's not. An, it's not. An or element. the Xbox game. Or an Xbox game or a system. Although he is green, and he's like he an angel, and he is my favorite. I mean, have you seen he's him? Definitely he's definitely my favorite. Gorge. You yeah. You like Sai? I like Rowan of Strata, the dark blue one. And so all of their armor basically looked very reminiscent of old samurai armor, but right. it was pretty much monotone. None of each, that samurai each, nouveau armor. Each guy had, like, one color. So there was, like, red, dark blue, light blue, and green, and orange were the five right. colors. No purple. No purple. The no bad purple. guy had purple, right? Yeah, was one of the bad guys was pur- purple. Yeah, Deus was guy? light purple. I'm right, Deus, my man. He was lavender. He had the poo poo armor. He's pretty lavender. Right. Oh, I love lavender. It, it smells didn't, uh, like shit. Sai had like a light blue. Sai had light blue. And Rowan had, Rowan dark, had blue. The dark blue. Kento yeah. of Hard Rock had orange. 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 Sage was green orange. and you are in G. was red. It's funny because Kento of Hard Rock is, is the orange and he was so very like hunk from yes. Voltron. He was the same sort of character. He yeah. was the big hungry guy. He was always hungry. He was kind of a little chunky. And he was the same color. It's so weird. Yeah. Room, room, room. Yeah. And, uh, yes, yes. I, know I remember hungry. watching a show with Parasite Steve back in the mid-90s. And we saw we saw one of the first episodes and we thought it was terrible. Yeah. At first it we hated it. very slow-paced and... It I was know, no just, Ryo No. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Was, it is a pretty repetitive show, though, to be it, fair. It is. Yeah. But then we kind of like no forgotten about it, and then like one time after school, I think I was at your house after school. One I day. feel like we we decided separately that we had changed our minds, and then one of us had like admitted to the other one. Actually, I kind of changed my mind. I like the show, and then the other one was like, "I know me too," and then <laughs> and then <laughs> we were like just permanently in love with and it. And then we watched it like every chance we yeah. got, it was, yeah. and, and, and it became our. One of our it was favorites. a good show. I think it had like almost almost thirty episodes, and it's one long arc from beginning to end, and it's pretty. If you stick with it, I think it's pretty rewarding. Yeah, honestly. yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, thirty nine episodes. Oh, 39. Yes. Wow. And but it, I remember us at the time being like, "This needs to have a game." Yeah. When is the video game coming right. out? And then kept waiting and waiting and waiting and, and waiting. Hold, hold, and, and, still it and then finally, it never came and, out. <laughs> finally, we made up a game, so here it is. <laughs> right. All right. So, so Nintendo, if you could, what's your dream game for Samurai Troopers slash Ronin Warriors? So, my game would be a beat 'em up type of game, and it would be made by Konami. Oh, big surprise! Big Huge surprise because I love Konami. Nintendo loves Jonami. Exactly. Um, it would have been released in 1995. Okay. 
because that's the same year that we got the show. Right. Which would make sense. We got it. We got it. And it would be on the PlayStation slash Saturn. Oh, that Only is surprising. Because, because uh, I kind of feel like these systems would handle... Okay. What I would that want like in detailed this game. Okay, so, sprites. So would yeah. So would it be sprites? Like would it, would it this totally, look like it would absolutely sprites? So this is like a sprites. symphony of the night, but a beat 'em up. Yes. Are you sure you don't want the graphics to look like Cloud from FF7 with his giant briefcase arms, <laughs> his hooves, <laughs> right. his because giant hooves, giant freaking cow right. hoof hands? Right. You know how he holds a sword? Because I don't. No right. one does. I don't think he does either. Nobody. Does. They never explain. <laughs> Honestly, the the story in that game is very loosey goosey. Yeah, let's right. not get into Final Fantasy stories. Right. Anywho, so this would be like your your typical beat 'em up game, um, kind of like X Men, uh, Ninja Turtles, The Simpsons, or whatever. Oh, like the arcades. The arcades. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it would look like an classic, arcade. That's... awesome Konami beat 'em up. Right. Yes, because Konami made the best beat 'em ups. Let's face it. In the nineties. In, in, in the nineties. Yeah, they yeah, did. Cap, Capcom, Capcom did really too. did. They had yeah, they Alien vs. Predator. Cap Konami had the market coin. And, uh, they really did. The right. Dungeons and Dragons. Between those two. Right. So in this in this arcade slash console version, you could choose between five playable characters Ryo of the Wildfire, Sai of the Torrent, Kento of the Hen- of yeah. Hard Rock, Rowan of Strata, and Sage of Ala, blah, blah, Hard blah. Rock, Hard Rock, yeah. 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 It's like metal, but not Iron as heavy. Rock Crusher. Light metal. Light metal. Flare up now. Any- <laughs> so stupid. Anywho. Um, this show sucks. This show sucks. <laughs> this game's going to suck, too. This game Fuck. sucks awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm digging this. Okay, so Symphony of the Night, but a beat-em-up. Okay. So right, you move like, up and down like, the screen, right? Uh, yep, just just like in, okay. in, in, in random. Like yep, Double Dragon. In, in any uh, yep. beat-em-up. Uh, so each character would have like their standard punch, kick, combo, jump attack, and throw attacks. Fierce attack. Fierce attack, whatever. No. <laughs> and they would start off in their pre-armor, which is like the, the armor they get before they transform to their, their elemental armor yeah, or whatever. F- yeah, they were like, whatever. it was more white and simple. Yeah, it's like white and whatever color they happen to be. It's like right. samurai armor. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like Power Rangers almost. Hmm. Like they, they all wear like their... Their color, even their street clothes, is their the, color. The power wings. Yeah, because they would start the episode in their street clothes, and then at some point they would turn into like the first stage transformation, right? Which is what you're talking about. And then yeah. later they'd be like, "Oh, the full dag, nasty, awesome armor." Right. The full dag. Right. Yeah. You always wait for it. Wait the plot for it. armor. There's just yes. so many transformation sequences in every episode, That's oh, the but they're all yeah. animated sometimes, so well. Sometimes they, they, they drag out. Uh, so yeah, so each. Uh, I already said that. So uh, you earn one point by defeating enemies using normal attacks. But if you do like a throwing attack or whatever, you earn three points, kind of like with uh, uh, Turtles in Time. Or basketball. Or, or basketball. <laughs> right. Like a three-pointer. Three uh, or with uh, uh, the Manhattan Project, where if you throw the, uh, the enemies, you earn more points that way. And uh, you get your, your health... And once you have all your health depleted, you lose a life or whatever. But you can gain more life by picking up like whatever health, like like food that enemies may drop, like pizza, kind of like pizza. Actually, that's exactly all they would have. Like they would, pizza. Had, they would have like always pizza. Yeah, just pizza, like noodles. There's noodle actually no pizza. enemies. It's just pizza. Right. It's just pizza. Okay, yeah. or insulin. Insulin would make more sense. Well, after you, eat a, yeah, actually, this on hard mode, <laughs> pizza lin. It's just all insulin, right? And you, are, uh, you like penicillin on your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Got 30 seconds. So, uh, okay, where am I? Okay, so 
you're here with us. I'm here. I'm here. So on the retro redacted Pacific podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. So <laughs> so you get a special bar, which is kind of like um, kind of like with uh, the Power Rangers games for the Super Nintendo, where you you defeat an enemy or whatever, you pick up like a little lightning bolt and you build up this bar, and then once that bar is full, you eventually become like super 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 Power Ranger Bartender. or whatever. Bartender, yeah. Right, because you're at the special bar. Yes. So. <laughs> right. So All right. I'm with you. Anywho. Okay, so, so you fill up your special bar. So Who's one, Once the bar is filled, <laughs> you can unlock your 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 armor of whatever of whatever character that you are. Like a transformation. Right. And uh, uh, hold on a second. That's where I where I, lost, I lost myself here. Hold I gotta on. stop saying things. I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Thanks. I know. <laughs> okay, so this will make you stronger, faster, and take less damage once you turn to your your armor, and and you your, look just pure dagger. Your armor, right? You just tilt armor. Make it do it. Makes us. Mm-mm. So you can use that armor special att- special ability, and once you do that, yeah, because they all like had super moves. They all they had were, super moves. They like, were Ryo so had, gameable, right? So like Ryo had like the flare up. Now that's what he says yep. in, in the American version, anyways. And it's really dumb. Yeah, and my, my favorite guy was Rowan, and uh, he had the bow and arrow, and he had arrow oh, shock wave, which is which is really cool. Hemorrhoids uh, flare what was, up now. What, <laughs> flare what, what, up what now. was size? I don't even know what size was. Uh, I was just trying to think of it. It was a slash of no. Um, I don't remember. What was the ocean water? Like the tidal Uh, crash. uh, Torrent. uh, No, Torrent was the armor. Uh, Super wave smasher. Smasher. Holy shit. Smashing battle. All of a sudden. And then, uh, okay, Kento's was iron rock crusher. And uh, Sage was lightning bolt cut. Oh, lightning bolt cut. Lightning bolt butt. Which was also stupid. (laughs) I don't like that. Well, I mean, just don't like the the, the, the cut's a bad word. Yeah. I mean, lightning bolt slash would be okay, but like cut. cut, Yeah. Lightning bolt slice. I've always loved. Lightning bolt cleave. Oh yeah, I've always loved that animation too. When, yeah, when, no, they were all it. It yeah, so, they're all super fun, so yeah. fucking good. So, so, so once when you use their special attack, it takes away some of that special bar. So you can only use it so many times before it depletes, and then you turn back to normal. Ah, now, now, okay. So since you can lose the the super armor in that same level, can you gain it more than once? Is it possible, or is it like um, likely to not happen? I, I would think uh, you could not use up all the power, all the the, the special. So you you'd probably so, like want to save you, it for the boss, right? Exactly. So I mean, you could like use it if you needed to, if you're like mm-hmm. surround, surrounded by enemies, but you can still, you know, when you defeat them, that bar will still fill up. So I, I picture it kind of like in Golden Axe, when you use the magic in Golden Axe, and it only like takes a couple seconds. Yeah, it does this little sequence. And then you just keep going. So is that is that what you're thinking? Yes, yes. So it clears the screen pretty much. Yes. They'll okay. Do like some like little animation that kind of like what they do in the show. Yeah. And then they would say whatever special yeah, move it is. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like with the, the, sail, the Sailor Moon uh, yep. arcade. Yeah. That that's that's a good game. Yes. That's a she good license. Hate, hate the show. Hate the show. But that's a damn good beat 'em up game. It is really it is. good. It is good. Really it's a good, good theme song too. So. Like with any other beat up game, you earn extra life or bonus life when you defeat so many enemies. Like if you reach 200 points, you gain extra life. And then every 300 points after that, you can gain an extra life. 
And just like with the special bar, you earn more points by throwing enemies. So oh, I I love grapples and yeah, beat em ups. Gra- yeah, that's that's all I did with uh, Turtles Three and uh, Turtles in Time. Just honestly, grab get on. those throws. I love throwing <laughs> right them, on grab. Yeah, on. I love it's throwing them fight on, to the screen. Or it's, it's really from right R. Yep, grab on. I, actually, on. the 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 grapples are like the best part of uh, the Death and Return of Superman. Oh yeah, it works great. It yeah. always works. It's really fun. You can smash the background up. Oh, yeah, and uh, same with uh, Batman Returns. For the yes, Super Batman Nintendo. Returns for Super Nintendo. That awesome. is a, that is also a decent beat 'em up. Game. Yeah, awesome. It's a totes totes Dees beat. It's totes Dees. Totes. So this game. Can, we... can I finish? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so Wait. this game. This game will have three difficulties: easy, normal, and hard. No typical, whatever. On easy mode, you get unlimited continues, but you get the crappy ending. On normal mode, you get five continues, and you get the good ending. Nice. Yeah, very nice. On hard mode, you get three continues, and, and you get the best ending. Best. Best. So, I have two unlockables in this game. Unlockables! I love those. Because I love them so it's a much. lost art. It's a lost art, and it needs to come back. Yes. Bring it. And so, I have, if you beat the game on hard, you unlock... Anubis, the Dark Warlord of Cruelty. Oh yes, so I just good. He, my be- pants. he became one one of my favorite characters on the show, definitely, because he 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 was the villain at first, and then he became good later on. Right, because there are five heroes, and they have they have five armors, but there are nine total armors. Yes, there's so there are four warlord the the evil warlords of chaos or whatever. Yes, and Anubis starts out the show, and he is the leader of the four, so he's actually the second in command. He's like the high general, second only to Talpa himself, the yes. Emperor Talpa. Yeah, and there his four warlords, and and Anubis is the guy. The guy. But then he falls from grace and he ends up turning into a good guy. Which is and awesome. We fucking loved him after that. Oh, yeah. Despite having his, like, you know, mid 80s Bruce Dickinson bangs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did have that. And I loved his special, too. Uh, Quake with fear! Yeah, so he, had, good. he had a, like, a kunai with chain, but it was a sickle. It was like a chained scythe. Weapon. Something like that, yeah. Really cool. A really cool. with chain. Who was the, the, the guy that had like the, the spider legs in the back? Uh, he, he was my favorite. That's Deus. He's, he's Mr. Yes. Lavender. He's Mr. Yeah. Lavender. He had, he had long white hair and a, like really a pirate pretty. eye patch. Yeah. And he was the warlord of illusion. Yes. And his special you was... Lose Web of Deception. Oh, yeah. Web of Deception. Oh, you mean the internet? Which would make an awesome song. You would. We should do that. <laughs> we should totally um, do that. There's we'll also one herself. What? There's also Sekmet, the warlord of uh, poison. I think. Yes, and that Kale. Right. Who Kale? The warlord was the, of vegans. Uh, I don't Perfect. That's it. Shows up. I don't remember what he was. He was yeah, Kale the lord, of, the lord lord of badness. Really bad. Yeah, malice. Bad. I don't know what it was. Mal- malice. Yeah. So any any hoots. So the second unlockable I have. Oh my god! I remember Kale's attack though. It was oh. black lightning strike. Oh, that's right. Or maybe yeah. it was black lightning slice. It was. I think, I think it's strike. I think strike. That okay. sounds. That okay. sounds right. We can look it up on our phones, but it is more fun to guess and get it wrong. Yeah, we yes. like being wrong here at Retro. We like Octopus. being corrected. Yeah, because nerds love correcting yeah, they people. Do. They do. It forces you to interact <laughs> with us. Yeah, so do that. You can't help we yourself. We got you. <laughs> right. 
So the second unlockable I have is you beat the game on hard without using a continue. Become supersonic. Become supersonic. You beat it while it's hard. You collect all yeah, the you chaos hard. Okay, I'm in. You get the you get the crappy uh, Sonic trailer. The, the, That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> the crappy trailer. Back in nineteen ninety five, it has nothing to do knew. with the, the game, but you just get, you the, tra- get the, the crappy trailer. trailer. Uh, the, so you you get a code. On the video of a Sega Saturn two. <laughs> right, you get a code after the credits. To unlock the White Armor of Inferno. Nice, yeah. So the White Armor perfect. of Inferno is basically all five armors turn into one. Kind of so, like all, right, so all, Super all Sonic, the powers. So it would essentially be a new character. Yes, right. But it's still Ryo. It's Ryo, but still it's like Ryo, a new character still, to pick, still, though. Because I think his special is the same. It's Ryo. I think so too. The King of yeah. Ryo. I think it was just Ryo. Oh. I don't know. But don't his armor is just like really pointy. And I feel like really he didn't use it spikes. all that much in the show and used it more in the movies after. But yeah. the OVA, the original he, video he, animations. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think, <laughs> AKA a movie. He like, didn't what? get that until like almost near the end of the show. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I think that'd be cool. <clears throat> yeah. And, and with it, and with. This armor, you would be basically invincible, and you would have your special bar full at all times. Basically, like Samus at the end of Super Metroid. Yes, my girl Smoose. Yeah, just because that would be fun. Like, who cares? You've already done all the hard shit. Why not right. just make it fun? Make it fun. Right. Exactly. Give me the Super Baby Metroid God Beam yeah, from the like, beginning. Why do games not do that more? Right. Don't give me another harder difficulty. Just like make it fun. Right. Let me enjoy this for yeah. once. Yes. For once. I have to play through this whole <laughs> fucking game angry. Well, I, I have fuck? to say, like, I'm picturing, you know, Symphony of the Night is a beat-em-up, Ronin Warrior skins everywhere. Like, damn, I want to play this game. Right. I'm smiling. This 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 seems awesome. You can't see me, but I'm smiling. Yeah. With my, I can I'm see him. Not, with I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying I am. Yeah. I can see him not smiling, <laughs> lying about it. Right. Yep. Any hoots? What about you, Ape Doc Meh? I really got to pee. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I have chosen a property that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but maybe a lot of people aren't. Um, this would be the movie from 1982, The Last Unicorn. Oh, which we spoke about a couple weeks ago. We did. We did on our yeah. powerful, powerful girl, girl cartoon, cartoon showdown of Ultimate hmm. Destiny. Yeah, that one. Um, so so The Last Unicorn, actually, there, there's, some, there's some interesting heritage here with the company that did this. So, I mean, as people know or don't, it was written by Peter S. Beagle. Um, and he also wrote, he wrote the original novel and he also wrote the screenplay. Um, but then it was actually, the movie was directed and produced by Rankin Bass. Who Rankin did, Bass. Rankin Bass, who did like all those Rudolph Fast things. Fast as rock. Fast as rock. Boy, this isn't a uh, virtual racing. But there's always a place for a virtual racing. <laughs> and reference. they also did the, the Hobbit cartoon. The Hobbit cartoon. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. more appropriately, the cartoons were like the Hobbit and, uh, Flight of Dragons, Return of the King. Yes. All right, cool. And then they went on to, uh, Thundercats, Silverhawks. Tiger Sharks. All and right. Then they split up basically, and a lot of the people went to Ghibli. Yeah. So, so this, um, so it was produced, it was produced by Rankin Bass, but it was animated by a company called Top Craft. And Top Craft is a Japanese anime studio. Um, it was established in 1971 by former Toei animator, animation producer Toru Hara. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Toei, but it's like their logo the was like the cat right. with the cowboy hat. Yep. Like you've definitely seen it, um, and so what's super interesting is that Topcraft also produced Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, as well as a Macross movie, um, and eventually the studio dissolved. But uh, Hayao Miyazaki, Toshio Suzuki, and Isao Takahata bought the studio 
and eventually turned it into Studio Ghibli, which I did not know. I did not know that was like how that went. I've never heard the company Topcraft before, which I thought was like really interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, for those who are unfamiliar, The Last Unicorn is a fantasy film, and it is about a unicorn that is the last of her kind. And she learns that she is actually the last member of her race. And she finds out that uh, all of her other unicorn brothers and sisters have been all like herded into the ocean by this giant evil being called the Red Bull. And uh, and it's basically like... This one doesn't give you wings. No, this one absolutely does <laughs> not. It rips your wings off and throws you into the bottom of the ocean if you're a unicorn. It gives you um, drowning. It gives you drowning. Uh, which is less fun than wings, just objectively. Every so, time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, and so the unicorn eventually meets up with this traveling magician named Schmendrick, and he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy, he's and derpy. you know, she she actually gets captured by this traveling circus, Mommy Fortuna's circus, and it's it's midnight carnival. And she has all of these Angel like Angel Lansbury gets ripped apart by Harpy. Sure, yeah, context is important, but it's cool anyway. Um, by the Harpy Seleno, you know, right? Yeah, you know, these, you know, Seleno. There's hanging boobs. There's boobs. There's old lady Harpy boobies. Um, and basically, it's the story of how the unicorn gets rescued, and they go to this castle, and there's a king, and his name is Haggard, because he's kind of Haggard. And he's voiced by Christopher Lee. Which people like. And, uh, yeah, so basically they save all the... Son uh, Jeff Bridges, all, when he can still say S's, yeah. unlike sure. now. Who else you want to name drop? <laughs> Who else is there? Who else? Mia Farrow's the yep. unicorn. Okay. Alan Hawkins, the wizard. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Angela Lansbury's... You already Fortuna. said that one! Uh, brother no- Theodore is uh, Mommy Fortuna's helper guy there. And he Rene is- Aubergenois is the skull at the end that, like, protects where the the unicorns Rene, Rene are. Bourgeois, who is Odo on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, all yeah. you Deep Space Nine yeah. fans. Star Trek there. episode a couple weeks ago. Listen. Listen to it. Do it. God damn it. Put uh, it in your ear holes. Put it. Fucking put it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, awesome that is movie. this movie. It's an awesome movie. It is a fantastic movie. It's funny. It's whimsical. It's kind of sad a lot. Super dark. Super dark. Uh, I um, don't think I've ever seen it. I know you guys have talked it's, about it's it on, so long. It's and... on places to watch, including like YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure if that's legal. Probably not. But I, mean, I, I, I would let, buy it. I can let you borrow it. I would buy yeah. it or, or borrow it from Sven. Um, but it's a really neat world. And it has a very unique style to it, and I think that it would be perfect to have a game. Now, granted, where I want this game to exist isn't exactly the space that the movie came out. Again, the movie came out in 1982, but I'm picturing a game coming out like on the Super Nintendo, like in, in like the early to you know mid 90s or something. Mm-hmm. So, I think that I would want to make a Last Unicorn game that is based similarly to the game Act Razor, which was a hybrid game for the Super Nintendo where it was one part like 
kind of city building like world excavation and one part like side scrolling action game. Kind of like a sim type thing. Kind of. Like a very light sim. Like you weren't really necessarily building a city, more of like clearing out areas and then um and then building the side scrolling areas. Yeah, were, like making were, way for were, your civilization to right. Sim right. scroller. Right. Sim scroller. <laughs> yes. It was very, very very unique. unique. And the yeah. sequel totally ditched all the sim stuff and just went to action, which honestly was way worse. Um but yeah, so so basically what I'm picturing is I am picturing this game to take place immediately after the events of the movie. So basically the Unicorn and Schmendrick have freed all of the unicorns from the sea. So this game would be called The Last Unicorn Returned from the Sea. And it would be about you playing as Schmendrick, who is a magician. Like throughout the movie, you see him like practicing different spells. He's not like a super good magician. He's not like an expert or anything, um, but he is proficient enough. So my pitch for this would be that you would have an overworld that um, would basically be entirely like covered in darkness. I'm saying that because the unicorns have been gone so long that the world is now like filled with demons and darkness and monsters and they have no home to go back to. Mm. So I want your quest. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So I want your quest to be you, you're playing as Schmendrick on the overworld sections. So you'll start the game. You'll have like a let's say, you know, there's a forest that you're clearing out and there'll be different obstacles. There'll be different like enemies and things like that. Almost picture picture a viewpoint like the original Zelda game or if you've ever played any of the gauntlet games, this kind of like overhead view yeah, top down, top like down view cardinal direction, sort of mm-hmm. top down. Yeah. And you'll kind of move around as him. You'll have like a basic attack and you'll start the game with one spell, which is like a fire spell. Uh, and you can use that to burn down trees and stuff. So I want you to be both killing enemies as you're moving around. And deforestation. And, and deforestation. It's all about Because really, we have way too much oxygen. We need to get that shit out of here. So <laughs> I want that to be part of it. And what's going to happen is each area is going to have a monster or a demon layer. Where all of all of the various darkness and demons are coming out of. So once you, which is like an evil layer, it's like an evil layer. I mean, uh, that makes sense. I mean, ogres have layers. Yeah, demons can have layers. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I think demons deserve their layers. Onions have layers. Onions do have layers. You can unpeel demons because they have or layers. Or someone who just like you know bangs them a lot. You know, right? They they're they're a hell of a layer. They just layers. They're they're so demon layers. It's like a lasagna of demons. demons. Oh, they lay demons. so many layers. Lasagna. <laughs> Asta manzana. So, so, so you're going to... Hakuna pasta. Hakuna pasta. <laughs> nice. I'm hungry now. Uh, so, oh God, I'm hungry. Okay, so... I, and I have to pee. And I have to pee. Well, actually, my body just ate the pee. I don't have to pee anymore. So, um, I... I will say that you're going to clear out the area, you're going to find the demon layer, and then what's going to happen is when you go to it, it's going to transition to a side-scrolling level. So when you when you actually enter these layers, you'll be able to choose between either playing through it as Schmendrick or the Unicorn, uh, and you'll play through the level, there'll be a big boss at the end, and then once you clear the level, Schmendrick will learn a new spell. So when he learns a new spell, you'll be able to take it back to the the overworld, now that you've cleared that demon layer, it will become liberated. It, all the unicorns, you'll see the, them like graphically come back to the area. The graphics will lighten up and it'll be like purified or whatever. So then from there, 
two new regions of the map will open up that you can go to. Uh, and I want both regions to have things that you can do in them with this newly acquired spell. So I'm thinking like, okay, he starts with a fire spell. Then after he beats the first level, he gains the ability to purify like poison or tainted water, right? So each one of these places might have various different obstacles, some that you can deal with now, some that you can't, some you'll have to come back for. Um, but it, let's say you can purify water, so there'll be like bodies of water that he can g- get rid of the darkness from. And you'll be able to proceed that way and unlock a new level, a new demon layer. You'll get a new skill. Rinse, repeat. Uh, and I kind of just am thinking that there'll be like a neat amount of skill building. There'll be backtracking. You can revisit old areas to do new things with the spells that you get from later levels. And uh, yeah, I, I guess the main scope is just to kind of purify the whole land and liberate it so that all the unicorn have a happy home to go back to. Um, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I wanted. I, I was just trying to think of like it would be so easy to make it just a side scroller, but I thought like this layer to it because we have so many layers yeah. would make it just stand out a little bit more and make it more like ActRaiser, which is a game I friggin' love. Uh, so I guess I would want this to be developed by the same people. So Quintet um, were the company that made ActRaiser, uh, and it'd be on the Super Nintendo. But yeah, would you guys play it? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'll I take mean, a sure. So I mean. Yeah. I I loved the first Act Razor and that, yeah, I would totally play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played the first Act Razor, but I thought it was cool, so I I definitely give this game a shot. Definitely yeah, a unique, weird so flavor. how would the unicorn play? Because that's what I'm, that's my biggest question. Like, it's such a unique mm-hmm. type of character. Yeah, and and that's definitely an interesting point. So like the so Schmendrick is going to keep growing and getting new skills, but I think the unicorn is largely going to stay the same. I think probably how the unicorn would would develop throughout the game would be to like get more health or get more magic maybe um maybe you would have like a certain set of skills that she could do but um definitely would be like a a fairly large graphic like almost imagine like the size difference between like grant and the raptor and like the jurassic park games like something something more that size so i think the unicorn would definitely have the ability to you know stab things with their horn and and do various other magic things. I mean, I don't know. You're a unicorn. You don't really got to worry about it too much. It's it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm sure. So does he have like, or does she have like a special attack? Like does she yell out Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, and then and then, then uh, she, shoot out like like rainbow poos? Yeah, she could summon Candy Mountain. Nice to just like rain she's, down. She steals your freaking kidney. She steals your freaking kidney every time. <laughs> yes, slices you right open. <laughs> oh God, it's so freaking kidney. perfect. Awesome. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That yeah. sounds very cool. I, yeah, I, that's I, not a typical sort of answer, I think. I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. So what about you, Bear Trish? All right, well, uh, I got a property in a in a game genre that I... I mean, I like the show. The show is called Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, it's a true crime drama that was like basically like reenacted, you know, supposedly real life events, you know, with actors and stuff. And I think when most people think of unsolved mysteries, they think of the the run that Robert Stack had from like the late eighties into the early two thousands. Yeah, definitely. And um, the type of game that I think w- that would work well with this property is a genre I'm not very familiar with myself. Maybe like a point and click or like a graphical adventure. Maybe sort of something like a snatcher, perhaps. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I definitely or like, think, or like Mist or something. Yeah, yeah, like Mist or you know, you know, games, games of that nature. Yeah, like Shannara. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, Shannara. Shannara. And I think this game uh, would would have come out probably around late '90s. I'd say on the PC. I think that would be the best format for it. Mm-hmm. Could could the subtitle be The Wrath of Stack? 
Uh, it could be. It probably wouldn't be. I don't know. I mean, okay. you know, it doesn't exist, so I guess it really doesn't matter. <laughs> so, it'll never exist. So yeah, more, more than likely it'll never it. exist. But if it did exist, it wouldn't be that. But if, yeah, <laughs> more than likely it would. In other words, no. Yeah. In other words, probably not. Shut your butt. <laughs> Shut, Shut your butt. Fucking fright. No. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this, what I'm thinking for it, it could have um, maybe like half a dozen or so like different chapters that take place in like different points in human history but the connecting thing with all of them is like the detective so to speak or the 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 character you kind of like play as they're all like descendants of each other so that's like the connecting connecting thread through all these like different scenarios the cartilage if you will yeah so like one (laughs) one of these unsolved mysteries could take place in like ancient egypt another one could take place in like you know like 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 a noir, like a 40s noir kind of sure. like mystery. Another one could be like obviously modern times or maybe even like since I'd like to have it set in like the late 90s, have it deal with Y2K since that was a big deal back sure. in the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, then obviously uh, uh, other ones could like deal with the f- future, maybe like alien abductions or just so, so all sorts of weird stuff that the show kind of touched upon, but nothing specifically from the show because I don't I think taking from an actual real life event would not be really kosher I guess so just just keep them all kind of like original stories and obviously you know the, the point and click you, you know you find clues and you try to progress with the game as you would in a point and click adventure and then with the graphical adventure sort of like a snatcher you'd have like you know you'd run into portions where you have to like choose different options and like different options send you in different directions and whatever you know that that type of game. Yeah, I don't cool. think you you have shooting sections. Uh, that I don't yeah. think that yeah. would fit at all. It would be all. mostly yeah. about like finding clues and, yeah. and yeah. doing dialogue and stuff with different right. people. But yeah, it, this definitely unsolved not, mysteries. Yeah, this, dead this, eye stack. This definitely. Yeah. <laughs> this definitely wouldn't be an action oriented type, no. type of game. Right. Uh, but, I like it though. Yeah, but uh, I think that would be a fairly neat idea. For yeah, absolutely, game. definitely. I mean, a game. I don't think anyone even thought of this being a game, or else it might exist. Right. right, a game right. no one wants. But damn it, I'm telling you. Right. Yeah. I think I think it'd be cool if there was like an SNES port, and you can use the Mario Paint mo- mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, think, totally, I, think, yep. I think that'd yeah. be neat. Use that damn I mean, you wouldn't hardware. Have, you wouldn't have the. the I mean, in the, the late '90s, I mean, but... was Super Nintendo still developing games in the late '90s? Maybe late '90s, probably uh, not. Maybe not. So maybe yeah. we were into like the uh, the GameCube territory at that point, or N64, N64, rather, right? Yeah. Uh, Which yeah, had yeah. a mouse in Japan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and a game like this could be developed by uh, Sierra Entertainment, I think. Oh yeah, oh, nice. perfect. That would be yes. perfect. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's definitely not as in depth as what you guys were have going on. But I figured, I mean, just throwing the idea out there. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, it's, yeah. I would play it. It's completely valid. Because I'm sure I mean, there would be a market I, I really like the show as a kid. Yeah, it was it's super scary. creepy. It was really it creepy, really and is. Robert Stack's voice is like it made. He the was show. the perfect host for that. Absolutely, yeah. he really was. Well, he had that cadence. He really did. He had yeah. that stack cadence that where he had this. Very yeah. plotting yeah. way, and I definitely figure PC would have like the best fidelity for that that type of you know graphical mm-hmm. you know, yeah. game, yeah, stuff. and like any kind yeah, of if there were like short video clips or anything that they wanted to like, yeah. interject or whatever, yeah. or and like Robert Sack himself could like narrate the you know, like well, like the, maybe, the overarching narrative for like yeah. the entire game. He could narrate the menu screen, yeah, like, like if you like click levels. an item, he's just like magnifying glass. Or like yeah. in between levels, yes. you'd beat you'd beat that level, and he would like wrap it up. So, yeah, you know, and exactly. Kind of introduce yeah, the next do thing. the recap, and, and you know, no recap. matter like you know how like the narrative goes, it should still be somewhat open. I mean, you might get like you know closure and stuff, and enough closure to, like you know to, to feel like you've actually won the game, but still leave some of it open since it is an unsolved mystery. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we ain't solving this shit. Right. So it's not just a clever name. Right. Right. We're setting right. you up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got for that. And I think awesome. it's really cool. I play that. All right, 
Paris has Steve, you're up. Oh boy. Okay, you guys, just fair warning, I got like way friggin' deep into this, so I'm gonna try to go so fast. So deep. Uh, the, I'm gonna do a <sighs> a beloved show from my childhood that I feel like is kind of the lost Disney afternoon show. It's the only one that didn't get a Capcom game, so I definitely think that uh, this this game has to be made by Capcom, and it's going to be Gummy Bears. I loved the Gummy Bears, and I don't care who knows it. Gummy no, Bears a was great an show. awesome show. Awesome theme song, too. <clears throat> awesome theme song. Yeah. And you know what? This show had, like, even more than DuckTales, which is, like, my favorite of the old Disney shows, like, to this day. I love DuckTales. But, like, Gummy Bears, it really had, like, the most world building of anything that they did. It really did. It. So they, much like, they more. Had, they had pervasive, like, races and characters and, like, arcs and, like, not every episode but there was a lot of stuff where you really felt like okay that thing is over there now this forest is over here and then there's this castle and then there's this kingdom and there's like permanent permanent stuff that they would add and they they just kept building new races and creatures and some of it was like standard stock fantasy fair like ogres ogres were like the main stormtroopers of the show you know the 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 big bad guy duke igthorn he had his ogres but like there were other things that were just very very unique and stuff so i don't know i think this was really a a perfect property to make a game out of you to have a lot of fun enemies a lot of fun levels uh you could just cherry pick certain episodes and just make levels based on the episodes i won't get into detailed uh, levels i didn't go that deep but there's plenty to choose from, and uh, I think it would be really, really fun for, for various reasons. So what I'm going to say for the pretend history, this, uh, this game would have been released in 1991, um, <clears throat> which is, I believe, the same year as DuckTales came out, I believe. And it's uh, b- developed by Capcom for the NES. Oh, no, DuckTales would have been earlier than that. Maybe DuckTales was 90. It, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember. But... It's basically, you know, it's going to play similar to DuckTales plays. Uh, there's going to be two playable characters, um, which is the two youngest of of the main cast of Gummy Bears. DuckTales was in 1989. 1989, okay. So you're going to get to choose between Cubby, who is the little pink boy, like Spitfire sort of tyke kid See, character. pink boy. I know, he's got it back boy. then. <laughs> and Sunny Gummy, who's the yellow, uh, like, preteen girl character. Um, it's going to be one or two players sim- simultaneously. It's up to you. It's just like Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers for the NES. And the two characters you're going to get to play as are Cubby Gummy and Sunny Gummy. And these are the two youngest gummy bears. And uh, Cubby is the youngest of them all. He's a little boy. He's pink. Sunny is like the sort of preteen character. She's a little bit older than Cubby. She's a girl. She's yellow. And they are going to play completely identical and uh, basically act a lot like Uncle Scrooge does in the DuckTales game where he bounces on everything. Only unlike in that game where you're an old man bouncing on a cane. Which old men do. (laughs) Which makes no (laughs) sense at all. But the mechanic is really fun. Um, the gummy bears whole thing is that they bounce. So that, you know, it's going to make a lot of sense, but they're going to play like uncle Scrooge plays. So, you know, you hold down the attack button and down if you're jumping and you know, you can, you can bounce and just hold it down. You keep bouncing. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, like I said, so it's going to play a lot like DuckTales. Um, I'm just reading my notes here. Uh, but like DuckTales two, the lesser known DuckTales two, which is actually, kind of a better game than the original DuckTales. Levels are, uh, they can be, and they can DuckTales and will be... DuckTales 2 or the Mallards? 
Yeah. The <laughs> Mal- Maui Mallard's <laughs> Revenge. I don't know. Uh, the levels in my Gummy Bears game, which is, by the way, it's called Gummy Bears The Battle for Dunwin. Nope, it's called My Gummy Bears Game. And... Um, <laughs> It's going to be, um, yeah, you, you're going to get to play old levels again. And in fact, you're going to have to play old levels again. Um, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You're going to have to, you're going to get to like part way through levels and then kind of reach up an impasse where you're like, oh, I can't get oh, up like there. like quack shot? Yeah, like quack shot. Like I'm not going to be able to do that or this is a switch I can't do or whatever. And then you're going to have to return to Gummy Glen, which is like the hub of the game. Mm, and uh, so the, the character's abilities are totally upgradable. And like I said, between the levels, the characters are going to return to Gummy Glen. And there you can speak to uh, the other Gummy Bear characters. And most of them are going to give you quests that you can do. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But they're going to basically be like hard to find items that you have to uh, find throughout the levels. And they're going to, you know, be in your inventory when you get them and stuff. But um, there's one, one, one of the gummy bears is going to be the shop. And before I get into that, so there is a currency in the game as you go along and play the game. Instead of collecting coins or something like that, the main currency is naturally gummy berries. Um, So they're just going to be in places that they should naturally be. You think gummy berries are like chewy? Um, I assume they're uh, crunchy because, like in the show, when the sound that they make whenever they eat them, it's like they're chewing on a jawbreaker. It's oh, like w- <laughs> it's so bizarre. Then they have like a, an abundance of juice as well. And, uh, yeah, they they would they're make juice. Ah, well, so see, yes, in fact, mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a uh, different mm-hmm. co- well, so there's different colors of gummy uh, berries in this game. So there's going to be like yellow ones and pink ones and purple ones and red ones and stuff. So they're all going to go oh into my. they're all going to go into your inventory. You're going to keep track of them that way. And uh, there's a shop. So in Gummy Glen, you can go. Uh, you can go around, and there's going to be a few different rooms. And hi, you... I'm Gummy Glen. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm picturing the whole time. <laughs> it's just a dude named. It's Gummy not a Glenn. dude named Glen. It's just a Glen. I'm Gummy Glen. Get in me. It's in a gap in the trees. Um, <laughs> so the shop is in the kitchen, and uh, and it's going to be Grammy Gummy, which is like the old lady gum. Gram, the, the old. There's too many Joe words. They're all go words. What am I saying? Go. Grammy gummy. T I double go. So uh, yeah. Anyway, the berries you collect can be spent at the game shop, which is Grammy's kitchen. Grammy will trade the berries for new types of gummy berry juice. Grammy's kitchen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unlike the show, though, the juice never wears off, but is in, instead treated as the an equipped item. Loose. So once you purchase then equip a new kind of juice your bounce attack and or your jumping will actually change so to start with um grammy is going to have like two types of juice you can buy but she'll tell you that she can make even more types if you return her lost recipes no so that's like a big side quest in the game you got to find the lost recipes for the different types of juice which are really your abilities so you know if you want a double jump or a higher jump or a more powerful bounce or a a bounce that creates tremors or something like that that's all dependent on the type of juice that you have equipped they make have to round up a juice oh no never mind so um another (laughs) make tremors uh, like ass blasters so another uh aspect from the show that i really always loved is that that um the world of the gummy bears is sort of like you know it's it's old it's fantasy it's like high fantasy but there's this steampunk element because the gummy bears were actually this really advanced civilization and they have forgotten the modern gummies have forgotten a lot of 
what made their ancestors so great and what their ancestors had done. So there's a lot of like discovering of old machinery, like old broken down dusty machinery that they don't understand that the, the, their ancestors, the great gummies left behind and they built and the modern gummies don't really remember all the stuff about it. So is I just always loved that aspect to the show. And one of the best things for me was the quick tunnels and the quick tunnels were um, the way that they traversed underground because, you know, they, they didn't like to travel above ground if they could help it because they didn't want to be seen. They wanted to be, you know, thought of as fairy tale creatures. They didn't want the humans to discover them or whatever. So, um, yeah, the, the quick tunnels were basically the series of like roller coaster tunnels that um, they rode in these long falcon headed carts. And it was really, really cool. So I thought it would be fun to have the quick tunnels as like a. Uh, like a mini game sort of a situation. So um, the way I have it is whenever you select a level from Gummy Glen, Gl- Gummy Glen, uh, you Hi, enter. it's me. You enter a quick tunnel level, and um, these levels will act like an ov- over the shoulder sort of holder. thing. You and, beat me and, to it, Berm. And yep, they will play a it. lot like like oh, Tempest. You know what I mean? Like Tempest, yep. where it's the bottom of the screen. Yeah. You can kind of go around in that. You're on like of, the top of the tube. Yeah, it's and like the, bottom, the yeah. bottom half of the circle the or whatever. And you're just going to kind of move back and forth like that. But Shoot it's, the tube, dog meat! Yeah, pretty much. Sewer shark action. So you're going to navigate like forks in the road and jumps. And, and you're going to collect these twinkling magical spark things or whatever as you go. And uh, once beaten, these levels are skippable. So you, the first time you go to a level, you have to do the quick tunnel level once. But if you do it again, you can skip it. But the reason why you wouldn't skip it is because they work like the bonus stages in Sonic 2. Oh, you know what? I, that was just in my brain right yeah. before you oh, said no, it. Oh, no, that's the entire so thing I've been So if you collect yeah. all of the magical sparks, you're rewarded with half of one of Grammy's lost recipes. Nice. So once you complete a recipe... It can be taken back to Grammy's kitchen, and the new type of juice will be there for you to purchase once you collect collect enough of the right kind of berries. So even once you have the recipe, it's still going to say like, oh, but you need like 30 pink and 20 yellow and four red or whatever. And if you don't have it, you still got to go to the levels and and actually have the right recipe for it or whatever. The elderberries. Yes. No, they're all gummy berries. They're just all different colors, but... So, and then um, as for as for the other quests, uh, I wanted to work in all the characters of the game, or at least all the gummy bears. Um, so there, uh, the other three characters are Tummy Gummy, and he's kind of like the, uh, the 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 fat one, for lack of a, a nicer thing to say. He's the fat one. Um, he's also uh, he really nice and kind of just pleasant and lazy, and and he's like the the youngest of the adults. So he's like kind of the bridge between the kids and the full adults. But he will ask you to find certain types of food, and completing Tummy's quest will grant you additional hit points. So you start out with three, and you can get a total of six. Okay, simple enough. Mm-hmm. Then there's mm-hmm. Gruffy Gummy, who's kind of like uh, the the eldest male, and he well, no, no, he's no, that's right, no, he's not the eldest male. He's a he's like the the Mister Fix It type, but he's always grumpy. He's like always grumpy, annoyed about everything, but he can fix stuff, and he just kind of complains. And he's brown. Um, he will ask you to find things like tools and cogs, and completing Gruffy's quest will allow him to fix broken down quick tunnels opening up new levels and the ability to complete certain recipes. So it's like, you know, you have to do, you don't have to do tummies, 
but you have to do Gruffies because you're not going to get all the levels. Uh, but I do think that some of the levels may be optional. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I think you'll probably have to get, like, if they, each, if they each have three quests to complete, I would say that maybe two of Gruffies are, are necessary and the last one's not. But technically, you don't have to do any of Tummies because if you're good enough, you don't need the extra hit points. But it'd be nice to have them. Sure. And mm-hmm. then the last one is Zummy Gummy, who is boi- uh, voiced on the show by Paul Winchell, who also did Tigger, who's the uh, original voice for Tigger before uh, Jim Cummings took over. And uh, he's like a wizard. He's the eldest male. Um, and he's like a basket case, you know, absent-minded professor sort of wizard. And he will ask for various magical items, allowing for certain spells to be learned that will allow further passage in older levels. So he's the one you're going to need to, to you know, solve his quest in order to get further in certain places. And the only example that I came up with was there's one episode where they have they find a magical flute and it summons like this water serpent dragon that can fly. So and it like comes out of a, a lake. So uh, that that episode is actually called "Can I Keep Him?" and uh, so, like, for instance, you may find this, you, you know, you, you, you might, may find the, the whistle somewhere, bring it back to Zummy, he'll explain what you have to do, and then you bring it to this part of one level that ends in a lake, and maybe you didn't, you couldn't go further, you can't jump in the lake, and you can't get past it, there's no bridge, so what do you do? Well, you go there, you, you blow on the whistle, and it summons a dragon, the dragon takes you to um like a different place you know you can go maybe like a dreckmore castle or something like that you know and then you know maybe that's the last place maybe that's how you get to the last place or something like that but just basically like he's more magical and it's about getting further in levels and that's all i got nice i think cool. that would be uh yeah. I think that's about that sounds so fun. it's like Holy it's like shit. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like like the, the perfect balance of ducktales and chippendales Plus more, right. plus like shovel knight esque quests and like reasons to. I love shipping tales. I love I love questing games. It's 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 like one of my favorite. Things. It adds I, so I much it. value. I love it when it's like not a million, right? Honestly, and, and they're worthwhile rewards for yeah. doing them. It was done really well in uh, Time Spinner, actually. The quests in that game, I I, I enjoyed. I, I mean, there was a few characters, there's finite characters, and they each have like five or six quests, and it's fun. Like, it just adds another thing. But I like it when it has, like, okay, it's making you better. It's leveling up the character. So instead right. of having, like, experience points, it's more about, like, exploring and finding stuff and solving quests. And that's how you get better sort of a thing. Right. Hmm. But, yeah. Very cool. What Rock do you guys on. think? Would you play my game? Oh, totally. Yeah, I got Hell it. yeah, I'd play your game. And guy. I'm really confused why it never got made. I don't know how Capcom just, like, they're like, nah. Uh, I'd play it here and there. Well, and at least we got Tailspin. <laughs> I know Tailspin is the the one that's bad. It's like Tailspin. It's like it's the only, the only Disney afternoon one. game by Capcom that's terrible, right? Because huh. they were like amazing at their Disney licenses oh, yeah, back in the day. Absolutely for the Nintendo, especially like every time Capcom made a Disney game, except for Tailspin, so it's bad. awesome. It's yeah. at least fun, if not if not great. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we've been talking about our possible uh, what if license, what, what if license games, yeah, pitching some Pitchins ideas that never were, whatever. Uh, but we like to ask you, the audience, what is 
the the one licensed game that you've played and thought it was freaking terrible. And how would you remake it? And how it? would you remake it? So why don't you think about that for a little bit while we go on a short break? Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday Podcast. Podcast. Part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you next Thursday. Bloodworks Victorium, the new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including... Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Cryptorian, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. So we've asked you, this week's octo-ponder this, what licensed game did you play and you thought it was terrible and you would love to redo it? So I picked SWAT Cats, which came out on the SNES. Yes. (laughs) Which came out in 1995. And the same year as your other game. Uh, yeah, what are the odds? So, uh, so th- this show is the show is fantastic. Um, it's just you know a bunch of cats like Top Gun with cats, pretty much, and it's it's a really good show. But the, the game is just freaking terrible. It was not radical or a squadron at all in any way. It was terrible in every way, except for that theme song it was awesome. So, um, this hypothetical game that. I, how I would fix it would be uh, released in 1995 by Capcom. Of course. Of course. Back when they were amazing. Back still. when they were amazing. Uh, for the SNES. <laughs> and there'll be two playable characters, but it'll be a one-player play- game. You can play as Jake, Razor, Clawson, and Chance T-Bone Furlong. Like, I love his name was Chance. Chance. Right? right? <laughs> so... Uh, so you can switch between characters on the fly. And uh, so Jake Razor Clausen is the weaker character with with a poor defense. But he can climb walls, double jump, dash, and build and upgrade items by collecting different types of parts that enemies drop. Okay. So his primary weapon would be the Bozooka. It's kind of like a... <laughs> is that what he had on the show? That's what he had on the show, yeah. The, oh, okay. a bo- nope, just bo- made it up. Bozooka. <laughs> 
and that and that can be upgraded. And the way how he would upgrade was like say, uh, kind of like with Mega Man X, how you, you pause the game, you like select a weapon. Oh order, yeah. But the, you can like upgrade weapons when you pause the game instead of like going to like a shop or something. Okay. And or like uh, Grammy's Kitchen, you don't need to go there. Exactly. So and his secondary weapon or sub weapon would be the the Glovatrix Buzzsaw. Okay. <laughs> which is like a it's like a little buzzsaw that just shoots out like shoots out buzzsaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Chance T Bone Furlong is the strongest character, but is really slow. But he can break walls using his bazooka, which has limited ammo but can be upgraded. Hmm. He can hover and dash. And his primary weapon would be a cross bozooka, mm. and that can be upgraded as well. And his sub weapon, an angry guy, cross brozooka. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's and, so full of cross bros already. It right. sure is. Right. And his sub weapon would be the electrical grenades. Mm. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Pretty cool. So this game would play a lot like Megman X and Axelay or Gradius Three for the SNES. Oh, oh! So it's gonna switch. It's gonna off. switch. Okay, yes. nice, nice. So the gameplay, so you can switch between Razor or T Bone anytime during gameplay. You will need to use both characters to, to complete a level. Some levels will be played using the the Turbo Cat in both vertical and horizontal shmup oh, style. Oh, that's that's their jet. That's their jet. Yeah. Okay. And the Turbo Cat can be equipped with either a Banshee missile, Blowtorch missile, Buzzsaw missile, Octopus missile. I had to include that. And and shredded Hell missiles. Hell yeah! The primary the primary weapon would be the mega laser, which can be charged up for a powerful blast. Nice like from Family so Guy. I think, so yeah. So the way how I Meg picture laser. it, I picture like for the the horizontal, uh, the yeah, the horizontal, no, vertical, yeah, vertical would be like played like an axe and lay. Uh huh. You know how, how they do like the, the mode seven? Yeah, yeah. yeah that game's awesome. It's like yeah. you're moving around a globe almost. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. And then, like, kind of like with Gradius 3, you know, the vertical. No, horizontal. Or, or Yes, you're right. Horizontal, yeah. Left, right. Left, right. So it's like it's like life force, but with character levels, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Okay. That's cool. cool. I think so that's really There's cool. three types of levels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there will be eight levels switching from side-scrolling to vertical horizontal shin muffs. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a way so, better I mean, game. That, I think that would be insanely better than what we actually got. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That I mean, game's yeah, so bad. The level design was so terrible. The 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 control was so terrible. It was. The, I mean, you my, could choose yeah. between the two of them at the beginning of the level. I like the idea of being able to switch between them on the fly. They do different stuff. You need both of them to do different things. I think that's great. Uh, I mean, I'm picturing Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo as the as the benchmark, and that is like, I mean, it's really doing it for me. I love those games. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds way better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Way better. Boss Rush. That sounds like it would be a Radical Squadron. Yes, yes it would. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Anyway, uh, the licensed game that I've played that I think could have been a ton better is uh, Knight Rider for the NES. Oh God, Michael yes. was released in December of 1989. Uh, imagine a game that's kind of Rad Racer, kind of Road Blasters or Mock Rider, and kind of Top Gun because in between levels you could like replenish weaponry. Except it's not nearly as fun as any of those. 
<laughs> it's just kind of a mess. The music is pretty blah. The graphics yes. are okay. Some of the background scenery is not terrible. You know, I, but I don't think I've ever played this game. It's not great. It's yeah, a I used to have it, actually. Yeah, it's uh, developed by Pac-In Video, which I've never heard of, <laughs> and uh, published by Acclaim. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of Acclaim, too. Yeah. yeah. And um, what I think this should have been instead, it should have just been a, like a, a Bio Billy clone. You know, Bio Billy coming out for from Konami a year prior. And, you know, the uh, the driving levels... I mean, could have been probably handled better than in Bayou Billy, but at least you could see the car, Kit, because, you know, Kit was the draw of the show. Kit yes. was a really cool car. It talked, and uh, it was just, you know, just sort of, it was a neat show. I, I, I liked the show a lot as a kid. You know, you know, Michael Knight was that guy who, like, you know, uh, David Hasselhoff, and, you know, he... You, know, you weren't allowed to hassle him. Right, you not <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> Don't but hassle him. It, it, it was a popular Whatever. show back in the 80s. And, uh, but in the in the game, the way it is now, it's a, it's cockpit view. So you, the only time you actually ever get to see the cars in like a almost like a wire sketch in between levels. So it's like yeah. oh, you know, the best part of the friggin' whole show, you, you barely get to see it. Right, and also in the in the intro too, like you see yeah, it. in the intro, you, yeah, you, the intro graphic is kind of neat actually. Yeah, but like the music, you don't even get the theme from the from the show. Right, it's right, just right. Some random music. Right, and like I think there's like five or six levels and they all have the same background music so it's like yeah, the music it's, uh, is pretty repetitive and boring yeah, grown not nothing nothing exciting at all right but i think this w- really would have worked a lot better like if the driving levels were at least somewhere something where you could actually see the car for sure it should be yeah. like outrun you know right and maybe not as much combat more just like you got to get from point a to point b like really really fast yeah, uh, because you know, in the show, you know, Kit wasn't. I mean, I guess he had some weaponry, but he didn't really use it a whole ton, as far from what I remember. Not like you know, guns or missiles or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it became. He was just overtly British. That was yeah, that. <laughs> right. You, you could do some like where it's like almost like an obstacle where you have to like do jumps or whatever, or, like take you know crazy you know shortcuts or whatever. Just instead of like a vehicular combat thing, make it more like a stunt course, like a thing. stunt racing. Yeah. Thing. yeah, and then you right. could have like you know the beat 'em up levels where you're actually controlling Michael Knight, you know, beating up bad guys and all that stuff. You know. Being the hat, the hot, being the Hoff, yes. the Hoff hassling others. Yes, that's right. Yes, and then you could have like you know like the you know the, the scrolling you know forced scrolling gun levels and stuff like that just you know just yeah. to complete the trifecta that would be that would be a way better version of that i game. think yeah. so and and yeah. a better version of bayou billy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. much because bayou billy wasn't a great game but it was it did have it had a good idea it had yeah. a lot of ideas that it were did. yeah Crammed almost awesome yeah and then yeah yeah acclaim and fixing video should totally should have just taken that ball and ran with it and just like okay let's do this better than well not yeah. that I don't, they might not have been able to. They might have wanted to. Maybe a different developer could have developed it. But I, I honestly think that game could have had, had the potential to be a lot better. And there seem to be some decent ideas in the game as it currently is, but none of them are just really done very well. As yeah. far as I'm, I, I've played this game a couple times, and I've, I've wanted to like it because you know at least whatever, at least try it as a racing game. It's, just, it's just boring. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. to mention, it has like the worst ending ever. I don't even know That's what the it's, ending is. So it's like I don't even. It's know. just text. Is it okay? Just yeah, text. Whatever. That's it. Doesn't even have like a cool spread of a Trans Am or anything. Nope. I mean, like the, the the intro screen is okay. I mean, you you get to see the car, you get to see Michael, and it's like it's okay. That's yeah. like the best part of it, and it's not even fantastic. It's it's good. I mean, that's right. that's how I thought about the same thing. I thought the same thing about Predator for the NES. Right. Yeah. It's yes. like the main thing yeah. is like the first couple of yep. graphics are so good. Yep. Right. Yeah, but the, the, the rest of the game is pretty meh. Right. Yeah. So I really wish that was better. Right. So that's my my uh, submission. Nice. Totally I mean, legit. honestly, I, I just wish Bayou Billy was better. 
and it's yeah. so close to being an awesome right. game. Really, they, all 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 I had to do was just have the difficulty tweaked. Yeah, just like, make it more accessible. Yeah, yeah because Actually, the graphics, the up parts, yeah. and is the, the music, Japanese one better. Not that there's I a read, ton of music, but the music that that's in it is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I read that the Japanese version of that game is way easier. Has yeah. a better difficulty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never I've played, never played it, it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be. I, I mean, I would be so down for that. That'd be great. That'd be yeah. a really fun licensed game. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Paris AC, what you got? Okay, so uh, for my redo, I'm going to go with Mighty Max, which oh, is yeah. a show that was on in the 90s. It ran for 40 episodes over two seasons from 93 to 94. And, um, and I'm going to call my game Mighty Max Cap Full of Destiny. And uh, the pretend history is that it was released in 94, developed by Capcom for the SNES. Get it? Of Cap. Course. Ooh, snap. Um, two playable characters, Ma- Mighty Max, Max, and Norman, his bodyguard. Um, but it is one player only. So kind of different from your squ- Squad Cats idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to use both characters, but they're both on the screen at, at all times. So you can switch between them by pressing select, and your character will just take control out of over whoever uh, and switch back and forth, but the other character will become uh, an NPC and follow you around. So um, this is the way I envision envision them working. Max is the faster, more agile character. He can crawl into tight spaces and will eventually get a double jump and the ability to float to the ground and climb walls. His only attack is a shot from, and I'm making this completely up, um, from a red crystal and that is supposed to be a recovered shard from Skullmaster, who's the main bad guy of the show. He was voiced by Tim Curry, and he was freaking awesome. Um, from Skullmaster's Crystal of Souls, he had this like big, huge ruby that he could see through. And so I'm just, I'm just making it up and saying, and I think that happened a lot in video games. There would just be an excuse for them to have like some, some weapon because yeah. I think, I think Max needs something to defend himself with. Yeah. But really, Norman does all the fighting in the show. So I think that he'll have this like shard of the crystal, and he can shoot out this little stun blast. And that's all it will do. He can't kill enemies at all, but he can stun them and jump over them. And he has, you know, better evasion sort of techniques than Norman. Uh, But it's completely useless on bosses. So for bosses, you have to be Norman. And for Norman, he just is a little bit simpler. Uh, He just plays like a traditional warrior type character. In uh, not a not a beat 'em up, but you know it's it's just a side-scrolling action game. Uh, so he has a, a big sword, and he has uh, higher energy and defense than Max, um, and he can destroy certain types of walls and uh, floors and stuff like that. So you have to use them both, kind of like you were saying with uh, SWAT Cats, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's like T Bone and Razor. You know they both need to cooperate. The only difference is they're both on the screen at the same time. Right. So. Um, as far as a benchmark, I'm thinking the game will actually look and play a lot like Aladdin for the SNES, which was also by Capcom. I really like the look of that game. I've always liked the look of that game. Um, I think it's a very fun game overall, mm-hmm. but like the colors are super good, and the animation is fantastic. Um, and there's a lot of like uh, interacting with... Uh, background elements for like jumps and just little swinging on poles and just different stuff that I really always liked, and I... I, I I think it would be something like that. Um, so basic gameplay, uh, you know, as I said, both characters are play at the same time. They can accomplish different things. The point is to get both characters through the level, much like a prototype 2D version of The Last of Us 
Or if you want to go way further back, it's sort of like the Lost Vikings, if you guys remember that. Yep, yep. Only, like, good. Because the Lost Vikings, I thought, was kind of bad. But it had <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sort it's, of... It's definitely rough. You know, it had that... That was the point of it. You had three characters that they could all do different things. And they could, like, you know... you know, Ma- I feel like there will be parts where Max can't jump up to a ledge, but he can get on Norman. And Norman, you can use him as a platform. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, there will be certain things like that. Where, as an NPC, Norman will know, oh, that's that ledge. I need, I'll go over and I'll stand underneath it. And he'll change his graphic like he's about to, you know, hold up his hand or whatever. So that's your cue that you can use him as a platform and jump up like that or something like that. Um, so if one character dies, the player will switch to the other character. And you have one last chance to get to... Uh, the next checkpoint and the checkpoints are going to be Lemurian statues. And the other third character of the show was like this. uh, He was a Lemurian fowl and he was this uh, ancient talking chicken guy voiced by Tony J. And, um, and so the statues are just going to look like Virgil. His name is Virgil. Um, And so you have, you know, he's a chicken fowl actually. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for following me on that one. <laughs> so if you know if you get to the next checkpoint, cool, a portal will open and the other character will come back. Because the deal with the show is that Mighty Max, he has this is very silly concept, but it was a great show. Yeah. His baseball cap was just a plain red cap and it had a white M on it. And uh, he could open portals throughout the world. But the deal was the cap didn't open portals by itself. The portals were there in various parts of the world, but you couldn't see or activate them unless the cap was in proximity. It was a capitalist. And then it would open the portal. It's like, oh, there's a portal down the street behind the 7-Eleven. <laughs> weird and you can go there and that that portal will always be there and it will always only lead to one place it's like oh the one behind the 7-eleven it goes to it goes to china it's like oh okay well then how do you get to india it's like well china you gotta go you gotta go behind the to bangladesh shop. first and then you know you go to turkey and then you can go to china wouldn't it have been quicker just to go straight to india i mean yes <laughs> cheaper no uh <laughs> as adventurous no <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so so a portal will open up and you get your character back. So yeah, you got both guys. If the second character dies, you don't make it to a checkpoint. You start from the last checkpoint and you lose anything you've acquired, uh, you know, in the time since or whatever. Um, so uh, just a little note: old levels can be replayed later because I'm such a fan of that, and uh, will be much easier to traverse because all of the b- blocked pathways are open. So you know, think of it like you know you're unlocking doors as you go through the first time. Um, but you might not have done everything. Um, so you can go back to that level, but everything is now open. So it's not a humongous pain in the ass to get through the, the second time. Or if you're going to go back through it backwards or whatever, however it's going to work. So it's just easier. And you can concentrating on doing the things that you missed instead of just doing the same crap over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then there's going to be artifacts. Um, it's going to be like a Indiana Jones sort of treasure hunting aspect. Um, uh, there are many ad- artifacts that can be collected along the way and viewed in the inventory screen. Max's house is the main hub. Again, I, I love main hubs, so I, I wrote that in. Um, you can talk to Max's mom and turn in That's artifacts. Nice. In the show, she was like an archaeologist. She was like, she was like, you know, a mom, Indiana Jones, Indiana mom, basically. 
Mommy um, energy. So <laughs> you turn in your artifacts to her, which she will then supposedly donate to a museum, which you can later visit just for fun, kind of like an Animal Crossing, because I just love that. Um, when all the artifacts uh, in a specific level have been turned in, Virgil, the chicken, or fowl actually, will appear and give you a permanent upgrade for both Max and Norman. Uh, these will allow Max to progress further in levels like getting double jumps and, you know, crawling and climbing and that kind of crap. And just make Norman's attacks bigger and stronger. Running, jumping, climbing trees, putting on makeup while you're up there. Yeah, that's that's exactly at. like that. Yep. Except, for the, except for the makeup part, the same exact thing. Um, and Norman will just get bigger and stronger and, you know, like whatever. Normal stuff. Uh, levels. There are five main levels based on different countries. And each will be fairly large. What uh, kind of trees? Uh, con trees oh okay uh the most important artifacts in the levels are missing pieces of virgil's map and once all five because he always had this map he was reading from and that's how he figured out like where all the portals were he always had this like this this map he would guided by the pinball map yeah he was the portal once all five of the missing pieces have been found you can open up this final sixth level uh, which is the Earth's core, where you will battle Skullmaster at the end of the game. Nice. That's it. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely sounds pretty fun. Cap full of destiny. Absolutely. With a cap full of destiny. <laughs> it's running his, wild, though. So. His off. brim is running short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out of here, Rock and Rolf. <laughs> so I think that's it, right? We yeah, all, that's uh, it. That's, yeah, that's, I didn't go. Oh, you didn't oh, go. That's Thanks right. That's right. Wow. No Jesus wow. Christ. Don't even care. Oh, you're here, Epid yeah. Alchemy? Mm-hmm. Where have you Whatever. been all night? Here. Okay, uh, what you got, Butthurt? Uh, so <laughs> Butthurt Alchemy. First of all, it smells like damn garbage in here. It does. A skunk, I think, died right outside. It smells <laughs> like someone stooled their netherwares. It, it really does. Yeah, it's like, bam, pow, holy shit. Uh, skunk time. Anywho. So, I I wanted to revisit the franchise of gargoyles the animated series oh, oh yeah one near and dear to all of our hearts i think a lot of people really love gargoyles and wish it would make a resurgence has been in the news uh, a little bit as yeah. potentially uh jordan peele might right, be interested right yeah in mr peele there he might be bringing yeah. it it's like the 25th anniversary so yeah i know right yeah. so um there was a game for the sega genesis that was a gargoyles game that was really really nice looking but yeah. it was super damn hard it was like unplayably hard and, and it was too dark. And it, it was didn't, wicked it looked, dark, and it, it didn't. Off-brand. It felt weird. Yeah. It was like, the, why are none of the other gargoyles in this? Why is it just Goliath? Yeah. Like it was just really weird. So, um, so I, I want to totally redo this game. Um, so, so again, the Genesis one was like a side-scrolling adventure game. You know, kind of like Aladdin on the Super Nintendo, or you know, something of the like. Um, but I would really enjoy to see a Gargoyles game that was a vertical shooter. So something, you know, in the vein of like, you know, like the levels in Life Force or... Um, Dragon Quest or Dragon Spirit. Uh, yeah, Dragon Spirit. Like one of, one of those, you know, vertically scrolling shoot 'em up games. Uh, Gunbirdo so, and Gunbirdo 2? Sure. Yeah, Gunbird. I'm trying to think of like what... Oh, 1942, right? Like Strikers 1942. Like okay. those vertical arcade plane shooter games. Like if, if you've seen those. Um, so the game would be called Gargoyles Eternal Night, not original, but I was like, wait a minute, it turns into day sometimes, they would become stone, I need them to, I need it to be night all the time. So I don't know, something happened, demons, um, it's, it's nighttime all the time. So, so the, the main deal for this game would be that you would start the game as just Goliath, 
and all of the other gargoyles will have been kidnapped. So, you know, think like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Radical Rescue, right? But I, what I want um, how the game to play would be you have access to six stages right up front. You can choose to play them in any order, and each one is attached to a specific gargoyle character that you would be rescuing. So there would be um, a level specific to Brooklyn, Lexington, Angela, Broadway, Bronx, and Hudson. And each one of them that you rescue would act like either a new character or an option or something. So like kind of similar to Bucky O'Hare on the Nintendo where each level that you beat, you'd get a new character. Um, but some of them would function a little differently. So I think any of the, any of like Brooklyn, uh, Angela, Broadway, and Hudson would all act as alternate characters so that you could either, you could choose them from the map. You could play as them uh, instead of Goliath. But then Lexington and Bronx would function a little differently. When you rescued Lexington, he would act as an option. He would always fly with whoever you chose. I love that. Because he's smaller. Mm -hmm. And so he would just do, uh, you know, additional attacks. And then Bronx, because, you know, he doesn't fly, I I think he would actually act as probably the most interesting character where you would use him as like a a ground attack. So what? So missile. I know that, you know, gargoyles, they don't shoot like fire or anything, right? So I think what would have to happen is each character would have like, you know, some kind of like physical claw swipe that they do. And you can just make them, each character have like a different pattern, you know, whatever it is, like either it's like a oh, strong. Oh, so it's like, not really a shooter. It's like a vertical brawler. Kind of. Like, 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 so what I would say is like, if you get right up close to an enemy and you hit them with your hand, it would do like a ton more damage. But if you're far away, you can still, you know, do a swipe and it'll have like a little like shockwave or whatever, you know, that'll yeah, go like out. a slash. Yeah, like a like slash, or like a, like a you know, mid mid range kind of weapon. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, and so each but, character but not shooting bullets, right? Not bullets. And so each character would have like either a different pattern or, you know, various different, you know, permutations on like an attack. Um, but then Bronx, you would have him attached to like another button and you'd hit the button and the gargoyle would like drop him down into, you know, like the depth of the level. Like if you're flying, like he would drop down onto the ground and you could use him to destroy stage elements that you couldn't normally destroy until you got him. And that would be like a reason to go back and play old levels again. Oh, Once neat. you got him, you could go and like you, you'd see things that look like you should be able to destroy them, but you couldn't until you got Bronx. And then you'd be able to oh, go yeah. back. Like and that. like break them open and it would be like you know permanent life upgrades or you know whatever you do because i also don't want it to be a one-hit kill shooter like so many are i want yeah. you to have like maybe like yep. three hits of health or, or some some amount because you'll be doing a lot just more like, like close bar. up yeah like an energy bar whatever you want to do um but yeah so it would have like permanent health upgrades in there and like various other things to make you want to go back and play other levels um and i think that would be really neat i i always love it in games when there's um, like a stage select right out the gate. I, I like yeah. when you have a choice and it's like, oh, I can I can play it in any order. You know, oh, my favorite character to play as is Angela. So I'm going to go to that stage and rescue her first and, and you know, recruit her so I can play, you know, with, with her uh, initially. Um, another thing I was thinking of is when you recruit additional characters that are like the main playable character, I was thinking that they would actually act as additional lives. So the game would actually start difficult. It would start like if you have just Goliath and you die, then that's like your life. But if you go and rescue Brooklyn 
and then you die as Goliath, or if you're playing as Brooklyn and vice versa, it would just automatically swap to the next go- um, Godzilla, the next gargoyle <laughs> that is like waiting in the wings. Oh, kind of yeah, like game so- ground. I've never played that much of that game. Is that how that's like? Well, yeah, you, you just you, you rescue different like combatants along the way through the levels, and that when each one you rescue gets added to your army. Okay. Okay. And then you can just select through whichever one. Yeah, so I think I think it would help to make it feel like a cohesive team that they're working together, like the more that you rescue, it's not just, oh, I pick them at the at the menu screen and then like all the other ones are gone. Right. So I think that would like, you know, the further you go and the more guys you rescue, it kind of makes it like sorta easier. Um, but you know, it would obviously be like balanced difficulty wise and everything. Um, and then once you'd clear like all the six stages or whatever and, and rescued all the various different gargoyles, you know, it'd be like Mega Man where you'd have like a final series of stages that you could play with everyone in tow, or you can go back to old levels and, you know, try and do stuff and get upgrades and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that game would be like super duper fun and it would be like, just, I want like really awesome animation, like sprite, like two dimensional sprite graphics. And the company, I think that would be perfect to make it is, um, this company called final form games. They're the people that made Jamestown. Oh boy. And it's like such an incredibly awesome vertical shooter and it has multiplayer. Yeah, the game would have multiplayer too. Like you once you rescued another um gargoyle, they could tag in. Um See, I think you should make one of the other characters be an NPC because the the Lexington idea is so good. I, I know. Wonder, well, I, I was, wonder if I was, like I was Hudson thinking, is also a, a non. I know. Character. I was thinking. I was thinking that too. So so then uh, maybe maybe Hudson and Lexington could be like your two options, or, and then yeah. and then Goliath, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Broadway, um, Broadway, and Angela right. would, would oh be, and Angela would too. be like oh, yeah. the four mains. Um, that way. You know, you could have two on either side of your character. Right. One on either side. Because that would be really freaking cool. Or maybe what you could do is you could say you could make them all playable. And when you start the level, you pick two equips. I like that, too. Yeah, that way you can mix and match. That would be fully customizable. So every character can be your main or their attack can also be set as like your option. Yeah, like if you if you want it to be like Goliath and pick Brooklyn and Hudson as your equips, you could start the level and still be Goliath by himself, but throughout the level, you'd have to get certain power-ups that are going to unlock those as, like, options, just mm-hmm. like you normally would, but you selected the ones you wanted, which is not that unprecedented. I mean, there's plenty of, like, Gradius or whatever. You can select yeah. what types of upgrades you want. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you pick as you go. So, uh, yeah, that that's kind of the, the gist of the pitch. That would nice. be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would love a freaking gargoyles freaking character vertical shooter yeah. so freaking much That'd be cool yeah totally so nice. yeah yeah that's Very it cool. I, I don't know what it would be for i don't know because as much as i would love a, a a like a, a side-scrolling action game like the you know a better version of what the genesis gave us it, he it, they are a little awkward because they have these big wings it's like you just want to use wings i mean i guess you could just say you know they they can always float down yeah, or do, it could be like that, Demon's but... Crest, where you have like a hover, like float. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess, guess it, I guess the Genesis really just didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah, because like Actraiser two, you have the wings and you do like all these weird f- flying mechanics, and it's you know there's a lot there, but it's kind of unwieldy. It's like really yeah. difficult to get good at it. But yeah, well, you know, whatever. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And I, I didn't even get to, really. I, I didn't think to talk about the but the, the Mighty Max game is freaking hot garbage. 
Yeah. Oh, the yeah, the one that is it's, on like it's SNES for like or Super Nintendo. I don't know if it's for Genesis too, but it's, yeah, it is. I mean, you do control like you do get Norman and he follows you around, but it is it's, it's so awful. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's no good. Snuggers, and also snuggers. Max jumps like he's on the moon. I don't, he jumps like a mile high, and it's so awkward and weird. Oh, where does this kid get his ups? Like twice <laughs> as high as Mario jumps. That's how high he jumps. He doesn't even do that in the show. But anyway, Gargoyle oh. game. I want it. Yes, cool. I yeah. want it. I we'll it. I think that could be for PlayStation. PlayStation One. One? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Would it be sprite based? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Has nice to be. lush sprites. Has to be sprite based. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Final Form Games was making it, but I don't care. I don't give a or shit. It could be now. It could be it now. Could, uh, it yeah. I'm it being just like now, honestly. Just do it now. Right. Yeah. Just make just, it happen. Just now. do it now. Put it out on the Switch. I'd be happy. Right? That'd be awesome. It, it's neat because. You hold like, the Switch sideways. It'd be like a vertical door. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You, you do see companies putting out, like some indie developers that are doing games based on old properties or they're at least trying to do it you know we there there is this case of there was a, a successful uh, kickstarter i don't know where the project's at now but what is it the uh, saber riders saber rider. the, the star sheriffs yeah right? yep. and that that looks awesome it's like a running gun sort of arcade game that never was it's amazing um there's also uh there was a, a like one level of a new darkwing duck game that somebody had made and i yep. think capcom told them to cease and desist or something yeah, or, i'm pretty sure it was the sonic mania guys the i mean cannon. it looked amazing it's like somebody needs to make you know keep going with that keep trying to get these old defunct properties that either never got games or could use a new game or whatever and it's just it's so fun the ideas are are there it's it's great that there are developers that are thinking that way and it's not just us right but if any of you are out there and you like any of our ideas hit us up yeah as long as we get credit for it or get for, to play for the it. idea anyways <laughs> right right all right so those were our answers now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder this licensed games that you thought were terrible and would like to redo and hey we're still a new podcast where this is what episode 12 now so that's pretty rad and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys so you can reach us at redoctopus on twitter and also instagram yes sir the same, same octopus. and we also have a facebook group and you can always email email us at redoctopus at gmail.com and it's almost time to catch that horizon but before we say goodbye let's go to this Occasionally, we all come across things that bring our piss to a boil. Now it's time to feel the rage and start petting those peeves. Hey everyone, Boss Rush Mode here, about to pet some more peeves for you in this episode. Ah, oh my, things that's been kind of nagging at me lately, and actually for quite some time, uh, I'm sure all of you have been on the internet at one point or another. I mean, I have heard of a it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, you're on it right now, so yeah, true, true, true. And um, <laughs> Dude, we're especially there. in uh comment sections of like mainly YouTube videos or just like articles, and you get people who, are, you know, obviously everyone's free to share their opinions, but you get those people out there that really kind of, you know, they're just kind of dinks and all that kind of stuff. So these are a couple of points of internet logic that have kind of been a burr in my saddle. One of the things that I've seen people do, especially lately, is they'll just have, like... I, I understand it's trolling and whatnot, but it still kind of gets on my nerves. They'll be like, oh, I like this better than that. And it's a completely subjective thing. And then they'll end it with, prove me wrong. It's like, 
Just shut up. Right. Oh, my God. Seriously, really? Like, right. oh, I like the NBA playoffs better than the NHL playoffs. Prove me wrong. It's like, I can't. Uh, but, who gives a fuck? But like those, it's your uh, opinion. It's what you yeah, like. I don't care. It's what right. you like, so go ahead and watch it. What the right. fuck do I care? Right. Like, like, yeah, what exactly. do I care if like Irving Schmuckerman from Pasadena, California likes basketball playoffs better than hockey playoffs? Watch it till your eyes bleed. I don't fucking care. Besides, your, your last name is Schmuckerman. So. I know. Yeah. So you've already so lost. Suck it, schmuck. Right. So I was like, okay. I mean, I, like like I said, obviously trolling just to piss people off, and it works. But I don't respond to them, so they don't they don't get the satisfaction, right. except for the last thirty seconds of my ranting just now. <laughs> but that's all you're getting, right? Kind of like that that meme that's been going around, like it changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. The guy's yeah, basically, the, basically the, the, the same yeah. thing. Change yeah. my mind. How about get a mind first? Think for yourself. Right. Exactly. Stop can't change what ain't there. Yeah. Right. All right, and the second one I got, especially when I have like opinions or like constructive criticism or even negative opinions about like a a type of me like a music or a movie or whatever and it's like then someone will answer with uh well they sold x amount of albums how many have you sold what what the fuck difference does that make it's like okay so like this band like okay i'm not crazy about this song because x y and z but they happen to sell a hundred thousand albums or whatever all right so i'm not allowed to have an opinion until i've sold a hundred thousand and one album all right, right how about you how many albums did you have so your opinion is just as valid as mine which is not valid at all so shut the fuck up <laughs> Like, see, by, by your own logic, you've nullified your own opinion. Way to go, fucktard. No, it's it's so true. And, like, critics exist for a reason. Critics don't do. Right. Movie critics aren't the people making the movies. Right. Book critics, food critics, no right. matter what I, type of right. yeah, they don't you make it. I could go to a restaurant and, like, oh, this, this whatever food I ordered right. doesn't taste right. It doesn't mean I, I can't personally no burn. make it better. Can you cook it better? But I can I can tell what it tastes like because I have taste buds and it's in my mouth and it's not right. agreeing with me. How right. many like, how I can tell. just have you right. cooked? Right. I don't yeah. need to have done right. anything like that I dislike do better. better. It's like, uh, it, that's not the fucking point. It's like, get a brain, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. the, uh, a real dick oh, fucking I know. Comic. I fucking like, hate that so much. You have nothing fun. better yeah. to say, so you're just going right. to say that. I know. Okay. Yep. And, I, and that, that's my favorite part of that, like like I just said before, like, by their own logic, they nullified their own opinion. Right. right. Because they are not coming at it's this like, video well, being like an expert in this field yeah, or whatever. Right. right. Like, how many albums have you sold? I don't know. I have a band, so probably more than you. <laughs> so right. What the fuck? Like, like, not, like that, that, not that 12. it matters. Like yeah. 12. So there. Yeah. Which right. is still, which is more, more than more than zero, <laughs> more yeah. than zero. Thanks, mom and dad. So, <laughs> and, and the last little piece, it, like I said, this is going to be quick. The one that really just drives, you know, just makes me pissed off the most. But again, I try not to answer to any of these because it just makes it worse. The one that's like, if you don't like it, then don't watch it or don't listen to it. Hey, genius! If I don't watch it, how do I know if I like it or not? God damn it! It's like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to know whether or not I like it unless I consume the medium? It makes no fucking sense. Oh, my God. That pisses me off so fucking much. Uh, oh, that, that's pretty much it, though. That's, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just going to tack on a real quick one. Yeah. I could not fucking believe. I, I read this today. You know, obviously, in this, this age of, like, movies and, and shows and spoilers and stuff, you know, you know, Endgame comes out. Everybody's yeah. nervous about it. And everybody's nervous about Game of Thrones spoilers and all there's all these things that are like coming to a boil because they're like the final thing in a long running series of whatever. Yep. And I read today, somebody said that um, they were talking about like, oh, they were so pissed. They read a spoiler today on Endgame. It's like, okay, but it's like been weeks at this point. You should probably be expecting it. And then someone's like, yeah, well, uh, you know, I actually had it spoiled to me the night it came out, came out because some asshole fucking tagged me 
in a spoiler post. Oh my they god. They tagged oh them. Oh my god, what the fuck? That is extra oh dickish. That is the worst. Oh that? my god, I cannot fucking imagine. Oh. Because I, I, I was pretty careful. I you know, I, I'm I'm careful, okay? I yeah. didn't get it spoiled, I didn't get anything spoiled. And I I am way behind in Game of Thrones, so anytime I see anything re- remotely related, I just keep scrolling. Yep. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to stop and read. But if I do, it's it's really it's my fault. I'm not going to blame the person. Right. But holy crap. It was the night it came out. Oh, God. And they were tagged by yeah. some asshole that they fucking knew. Yeah, that uh, is yeah. disgusting. That, yeah, totally is. If it's something uh, like a movie like that, like, okay, I just need one night where I'm going to go watch it. You like, basically just go, like, on radio silence until you actually see the movie just so you, just so you don't freaking yeah, ha- get access to completely go off the internet. But when it's like, you said, like, if it's like a show or something that you actually have to take time to catch up with, oh, my God. It's like, what do you expect to do? Like, not go on social media for, like, months until you right. catch up? And that's Holy the, shit. That's the thing. It, things will be spoiled eventually. I don't care. Right. I'm not that worried about it. It's my own fault. I'm behind. It's fine. Yeah. But something like that... Fuck oh, yeah! Holy right. Jesus! Right. Yeah, like, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay away from like possible spoilers for Endgame because I still haven't seen it yet. Right. But my parents have seen it. They watched it last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're cooler than I am, apparently. Yeah, yeah sure, cure. Terry cure. But anyway, those yeah. are the peeves I've pet. Nice. And well, I am. I my my rage has been satiated for the time. Oh, good. That, that's a lot of pets. So much petting. There's so heavy petting. petting going on in this episode. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of petting, but the petting was pretty heavy. It was heavy. Yeah, it was. It was really heavy. <laughs> Few but heavy metal. Metal. All right, so that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that made growing up awesome. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Retro Redoctopus is part of the Inebriot Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like like The Old Colony. Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriart as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to su- subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebriart.com. That's inebri-art.com. I have been your host, Nintendo, and I'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>